Hey everybody, just a quick announcement. We are now part of the Educated Mess Network, a network dedicated to educating about very specific topics. There you can check out our buddies Ryan, Josh, and Greg on their podcast Rumor Flies, where they do sort of a Mythbusters type thing and deep dive into common misconceptions to see if they are truth or lie. And then you can also check out Jack of All Trades and the wonderful podcast, Everything But Murder. So please head over to the Educated Mess Network. The link will be in the episode description and you can check us out on our new network. Thank you. Hey guys, as always, the side character podcasts are not experts. These are just our own personal opinions and experiences. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Side Characters, the podcast where we talk about diversity in their culture. I'm Jordan. And I'm Leah. <laughs> and with us for a very special episode. Um, not, not that like, kind of special Yeah, I was though. about to say, not like what, like the ones in sitcoms where like Will Smith pulls out a gun or whatever. Um, that, no, that no Gen Z will ever know what we're talking yeah, about. There aren't, they don't exist anymore because they were too depressing. But um, with us for a very special episode is my dear friend, Will. Hi, y'all. I am here, though, to teach you about the dangers of heroin. Yeah, yeah. Um, really, really quick. You guys do remember the um episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air where like Will gets shot like in the first five minutes, and it's all about what? like he's in the oh, hospital yeah. and Carlton is like like gonna go off like with a gun and like like basically vigilante justice to, like kill the robbers and like there's this whole huge emotional thing that was like within the first like ten episodes of Fresh Prince that I had ever seen, and that was emotionally scarring to me. Wow. <laughs> so Damn. anyways, with that, we're going to um, probably talk about things that are emotionally scarring. Um, Will, please introduce yourself. T- tell me a little bit about you. Uh, hi, I'm Will. Uh, I do a show with Jordan uh, called We Belong. It's on Twitch. We talk about uh, anime and uh, just like anime culture and like manga, obviously. Uh, and uh, we talk about it from the perspective of people who are uh, to, you know, quote-unquote minorities. Uh, but not always. Sometimes we just talk about it generally. Yeah. And, yeah, sometimes uh, we just I also talk do... about, like, yeah. action and fun stuff and yeah. Chainsaw Man a lot. Sometimes it's just news. Sometimes yeah. it's, like, news. Sometimes yeah, yeah, that's it. it cause less yeah. rage than this podcast does. Like, on average, I feel like your <laughs> rage levels are much lower than ours I are. I mean, the Cowboy Bebop episode was a different story. Yeah, well. <laughs> right. Because we we did Cowboy talk- Bebop also was filled with rage. We, we so. did talk about Cowboy Bebop for a solid hour and a half. Actually, no, I think we talked about it for the full two hours. Actually, and we didn't even talk about all of it. Yeah, yeah, we did. We didn't yeah. even get to the whole thing. Yeah. So, so will will and I do we belong together where we talk about anime and now we're saying anime and inclusivity and um pretty much any topic with anime and like as you can tell with will be here we're probably going to talk about anime today but then will and i also do a show called stealing with the beans on friday night which is um your friday night like late night talk show where we say some things <laughs> we, yeah. we we say some yeah. things um I don't know. There might be times when I talk about um, I never intimate get to relationship catch... with robots. It's uh... I, I never get to catch that one because it's too late for my time zone. But I do get to like proof 
or test run beta test some of Jordan's segments, and it sounds like it's fun. Yeah, yeah, there, there have been like times like, okay, I need to see. It's like, is this too obvious a lie or not? So, so Leah is my beta tester because I can't tell it to any of my other friends. <laughs> I would say it's um, not as academic a show as this one. <laughs> I, that's a, that's a very good way of putting it. It's, it's not as yeah. academic. So. Um, yeah, but um, Will, would you do you want to do labels at all before we go into it? Who are you? Yeah, uh, so I, uh, I'm a man. I'm from New York. <laughs> I am. Uh, I, uh, I like to draw stuff. I use, as I said, like I. I mean, I didn't say, but I use he him pronouns. Uh, I'm a trans dude. I'm also Jewish, Ashkenazi Jewish. Uh, that's another thing about me. Uh, and yeah, that's kind of my whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's always fun with doing like doing our weeb along where it's like we are like the very, like very minority, <laughs> like like very minority. And it's just like yeah, this isn't like the normal talk shows you see on lines. Like this is this is like ah. But yeah, no. Um, it's it's a show that I really liked it with you, and um, so I really wanted to have you on today to talk about one of my favorite topics of anime and we see how um, leah is just like there it's just like smiling it's like, the way that I, <laughs> the way that i always sum up our show is that it's a show by two two anime nerds who uh were told they couldn't be an anime club even though they knew more about anime than anyone else in yeah. anime club i didn't want to be an anime club for like various no reasons but one there was never an anime, an anime club. club where i was at I mean, <laughs> anime was clubs anime are club. awful no one I wants was the anime, anime club I, I i like the idea it's like you it was like you like one day like wake up and you realize you're just like in an anime club it's like oh fuck how did i get here <laughs> it's like what am i doing here no. this, isn't, this wasn't my plan no one wants to be an anime club it's like they just it just happens so um but yeah leah like every time i say anime I look at leah because she kind of has the face to just like yep i'm here there, there was I'm an anime here. time. You know what? <laughs> you know what? If everybody listened to last week's episode, you know, that was mainly me and our friend Alex talking and Jordan going, uh-huh. Uh, he was yeah. there. Uh, I had but... things to add, just not much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you this guys think um, we read the book Wizard of Earthsea by Ursula K. Le Guin, and we talked oh. about it and yeah. talked about high fantasy and stuff. And as a person yeah. who, like, I like to read, I'm just not a slow reader. I am slow. I explain it as slow to read, where it takes me a, a long reader. time to get to actually sit down with the book. Um, so, so, so I'm not as well versed in books as they are, and it shows. <laughs> it shows so much, well, and it's it going to be the exact we, opposite. We brought this. a literal expert on the show for the first yeah, time. Yeah, a literal so. expert when it comes to like PhD in in that kind of stuff, and I was like, oh, yeah. So, um, so Leah, today we're talking about episodes about episodes about anime. Um, yeah. Last week was a very Leah-led episode. Today is a very Jordan-led episode. Now, you should clarify that by anime, you do mean manga and anime. No. 
No, no I you only, mean anime. I only mean anime and nothing else. And I and I mean a very like you know when you say that you watch anime to like your parents and your parents are just like, oh my god, they're looking at hentai. That's exactly what I mean. That's what I mean. Right. <laughs> tentacles and women with um, boobs the size of watermelons. That's that's what I mean when I say anime. <laughs> no, but, but Leah does make a good point. Uh, we are talking about anime and manga as a whole. When I say it, I mean the whole animated um, genre that has come from Japan. And we're not actually going to do definitions of what anime is because... Well, like, it, no, I'm, I'm mainly saying that I can still talk because I still read manga. <laughs> that's that's my contribution. <laughs> Jeez. And webtoon. God damn it. So, so it's not just animation, it's print media. But... But I do want to start with, like, with all of us, and I think we'll we'll go round robin. I think Will, Leah, then me. I'll um, just kind of like talk about like the history of anime and manga. Like, like why do you like anime and manga? Like, how did you like really first get into it? And then we'll I can ask the other questions later. But yeah, Will, what's your history with anime? How how did you like start with this shit? Hmm. I mean, I think that it came pretty naturally like in the long run for me because i've always been uh somebody who really loved animation and then uh like even as a really young child and then still as a really young child like around six or so became really interested in comics uh like first newspaper comics calvin and Hobbes, and then peanuts and stuff and then from there uh more kind of western comics especially the comics uh, that were kind of more for kids um uh like archie and and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um so uh and then kind of moved on from there so i was always really into that stuff and uh i think it kind of started with anime just because during that time anime was kind of uh somewhat being brought over to america you know like we would get these vhs's of Thing. So, like, I remember pretty vividly, like, when I was young, like, there was a copy of, like, My Neighbor Totoro at my Blockbuster that I rented so much that my dad just ended up buying for me. Uh, and so from there, it was just kind of like, oh, I like all of these things, and now I'm starting to recognize that all of them are from Japan. And then manga, uh, from there, I was like, well, I, I really like this stuff. I really like the look of it. And then I started hunting down manga, which when I was hunting it down, came in um, floppies, like floppy issues, like American one. Yeah, 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 like those really early manga stuff. Yeah. I still have a copy of Oh My Goddess, and it's a floppy version. Jeez Louise, bro. Uh, <laughs> so I was doing that, and yeah, just like kept being into it. So that, And I think that the thing that made me continue to like be so into it, uh, maybe during parts of my life over even western comics sometimes was that like i've always liked comics and animation because i think they can show you things that other mediums really can't just because you have so much control and i saw like in manga and anime it was like a whole new world of those like uh un you know those unthought of images from a whole other culture yeah 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 and i don't know it's Leah will go before, but the only thing I want to say is it was one of those things where it was just like so different than a lot of the cartoon styles, and then also subject matter was so different. Where a lot of like the cartoons and stuff were more sitcomish stuff, where it was like Mm -hmm. supposed to be for comedy, and then like the anime and manga stuff was more like actual serious continuing storylines. That was like an interest. 
but um or like insane sci-fi concepts that yeah. weren't in Western. yeah 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 and, and it gets yeah. a little bit darker and weirder but i mean like a lot of that has to do with like the um culture like some some of the cultural differences especially of ways yeah. like certain people and certain things are portrayed and certain ideas and we get like a lot of um the sense of like post-apocalypse in a lot of anime because you know japan went through an actual apocalypse so but um exactly Leah, what, what's your history with anime and manga and also actually another question i do want to ask before i get to that like so we could kind of do like the icebreaker thing. It's like, what was like really the first anime or manga that you remember getting into? So, Will, like, what was like the first like one that like really stuck for you? Well, I mean, Totoro was mm. like I said, I was the first like movie, but as a series, like probably Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> we are the Pokemon generation. Like, not even like to the extent of like I just like the show, but like. That was one of the main comics I was hunting down. That's another. I have many floppies of early Pokemon comics yeah, because I fucking needed that shit like a junkie. Did you ever catch them all? I tried so hard, dude. I caught all that I could. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, that's a fun. Uh, nope, I'm not going to keep doing anecdotes. Leah, please. What's your uh, experience? <laughs> because some of the things you guys and on your show have reminded me that oh yeah i watched that before <laughs> i consider my start um and our person last week uh alex also had a similar thing where she didn't realize that sailor moon was anime and mm, she watched that growing up um but i started with saturday morning cartoons um and so thus including pokemon which didn't classify for me as like an anime that didn't really because it sure. was just pokemon was the only one that was there um mainly i preferred like recess that was that was the shit and static shock and yes, awesome. evolution and teen titans and that shit and then in middle school i had friends that got me into what i consider my start to manga and anime which is fruits baskets yeah, um, sure and the like i was in like that like golden age of early 2000s late 90s early 2000s shoujo so i watched the fruits baskets anime and then read it immediately and also these same friends got me into watching ghibli films so i watched like mm -hmm. princess Mononoke, and um at one point also i dressed up for Halloween as uh, San. Um, and uh, yeah, so I loved Ghibli films. And then after Fruits Baskets came, just yeah, like all the Tokyo Pop stuff. Yeah, like sure. Anna, uh, whatever, sure. Paradise, whatever it was. Paradise uh, Kiss is one of my yeah. favorite mangas ever, Leah. Come we, on. We, we, are, we do I... support Tokyo Pop quite a bit on our show. Yeah. <laughs> we we uh, are the Tokyo it... Pop generation. <laughs> Like the, what was that one? Absolute Boyfriend, a uh, bunch of those. Uh, and then what, like- You weren't a fan Alchemist. of Initial D? <laughs> uh, Full Metal Alchemist came in there and Bleach yeah. was a big one. Then with high school Re with Really Jordan. quick, can I tell you the first time I had ever met Leah, she was wearing a Bleach t-shirt. I was and wearing a Bleach t-shirt from Hot Topic. Yes. Yes, and I remember exactly which one it is. Oh. Yeah. 
Um, and, and, and then through high school, I mainly read shoujo, uh, mm-hmm. but I was also part of the early online scene. Uh, I don't know if anybody ever remembers the Evil Empire. They were one of the biggest forums for hosting online manga. I was a moderator there for a couple years, and um, I basically switched because of Bleach. I switched from watching anime to almost entirely watching or reading manga instead. Mm-hmm. And just because it was so much faster. Yes. Um, and I did go through the phases. I read like the first 400 chapters of Naruto and then gave up or 300. I don't remember. And then one piece and then gave up on it and yeah. uh, got into BL pretty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and mainly just read my stuff online and have been, consistently for years and years reading online um yeah but nowadays i don't i don't watch almost any anime mm-hmm. i i I, I barely watch it um I, I only read but i do read it on on the regular um <laughs> and yeah webtoons and mainly shoujo still or uh Josai. um but and and bl that that's always been consistent um but yeah oh there was something else i was gonna say <laughs> oh what was it i don't know oh no oh you're no you're kind of consuming the medium in a way that is kind of like how people in japan do yeah. like i feel like in america we're so much more focused on anime but in in japan it's like a, a, a manga gets an anime as kind of a commercial for the manga yeah People read so much more than they watch yeah, in Japan. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, I, I kind of had the same character arc Leah had, where it's like watching anime and then it's like, oh, uh-huh. well, the mangas are like so much um, more ahead. There's less fill. Like, man, filler. Like, could you imagine being a kid and like, there's like this awesome, awesome like story arc going on and right. then, like so you, it only comes on at one once a week only on saturdays and you get to watch yeah. it and it's just a really dumb filler episode that has nothing to do with it and you wasted 30 minutes and it's like what the heck i wanted to know what happens to whatever and so that's how i started with reading like, right tons of manga right because it just man veroni kinchin broke me because yeah. like, <laughs> like there was so much that in naruto were just so much filler and it's like yeah, why? Like literally, the first hundred twenty chapters, like, is when like Sasuke leaves. Like within the first like hundred twenty chapters, it's like three hundred episodes in, <laughs> in the yeah. in the anime, and it's like, bro. And, oh, Bleach was horrendous. <laughs> her and like filler arcs that just don't matter. But anyways, right? Is, is there anything else you wanted to say about your stuff, Leah? Before I go on, I I I lost it. Whatever it was, it's gone now. So. The, Oh, and at some point in the middle there, I introduced my dad to manga yeah. and anime, which I think my mom forever will hate me for. So <laughs> it's, it's fine as long as he's not awesome. just reading tentacle stuff. It's fine. No, no, yeah, yeah that's I literally that's, that's like when I anytime I mention anime to someone who doesn't really know what it is, I always get that look. It's like, oh, you like anime, so that means you're you read hentai. And it's like, no, yeah, no, no, that's not at all. Though, it's either honestly, you're a child or a pervert. There's no in between. <laughs> but nowadays, some of that you look at like 
some of what's coming out and even embraced in the mainstream. And honestly, sometimes I don't blame people for that judgment because yeah. my father loves tentacle porn does sound like an anime that would debut next winter. My father. Dude, <laughs> Let's write that. My does. father loves tentacle porn coming to sorry, did you, sorry to like that's, that's already no, you're absolutely right. Some of the title there's just like oh the god that are coming out. It's just like yeah. no. Yeah, but we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> but um, so so my history with it, it's like kind of the same as Will, where it's like I grew up like watching cartoons, but it was like mostly like Marvel stuff and like like the Spider Man '90s Spider Man cartoon. Even though it's like horribly bad, if you watch it now, it does not hold up at all. Like I watch so much of that in like X Men, and um, there was like yeah. a like bunch of like Fox TV shows, but then like eventually it was like the starting of like pokemon i know like before like me and my brother watched dragon ball every now and then and it was like yeah and like kind of that thing i was saying where it's like these more like like story driven shows rather than being like episodic comedies and right. um so i started getting more interested in it and then toonami with like gundam and like tetchi Muyo and like shows like that i got like really into gundam and like the mecha phase of my life where it's mm -hmm. like everything i've read had to be like robot related i had a huge robot thing going on and then i think what really really sold me <laughs> on anime as like a thing thing was roni kenshin but before i just remembered is our library had like like this, the smallest like like shelf that's maybe like a foot long. We're just like three shelves of manga that like it was like Gundam, um, Initial D, Amagatus, right. Goddess, um, Chalbits, and which is problematic in its own I'm way. Happy. No, Chobits is great. Chob Chobits. Yeah, but for a child to look at that. Yeah, for a, little, a child, yes. absolutely I, not. I was, I was like, I was like nine or ten. And looking at Joe, it's like, oh god! <laughs> it's like, but but yeah, and, and like the the Pokemon manga we talked yeah, about this on Weeblog one, but like like the Pokemon manga that like one of the initial ones, where like all the like it was like a little bit darker than the anime, which was kind of fun. Like you know, there's someone getting their soul soul stolen or some shit like that. <laughs> but like yeah, so so it was like that, and then like after a while, like high school, like started watching because Toonami and Adult Swim started showing like more adult stuff and like. It's like, oh, okay, Full Metal Alchemist came around, um, Escriad came around, um, Eureka 7. We started like being metal, so we needed I, I went to, that's, so, so it was the mecha phase, and then it was just general anime phase, then it was the edgelord phase, um, where, like, I liked every, like, I liked big, like, Bleach. Bleach was perfect, because it was, like, big swords, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, spiky armor, cool. and all this stuff. It's like, with oh. that, like, with that, like, weird soundtrack thing that, with the wow, wow, whatever thing that happened when the, uh, when the, uh, Hollows came out. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Like it, Gami, right? Like, they're, like, Death Gods. Yeah, Death Gods, and Yu Yu Hakusho, where they're fighting uh, demons, and, like, yeah, yeah, and it was, like, all this stuff where it was, like, it, I went through my edge door phase, and I, like, Act really got into you, that. She's the Grim Reaper. She's the devil! And, yeah, so I went through that phase, and then it started getting into the phase, like, in college and stuff, where it was, like, anime is like an actual like story driven like actually like something that has an effect on my life something that like i truly care about and that's like when i read um full metal alchemist after leah had for many years told me just to read yeah. the manga many <laughs> years and so so, so full metal years. alchemist was um one that i read through and then 
Um, yeah, and just like started like like reading it as something that was like impactful and something I really care rather than just like Edward stuff that I like watched to be like, oh yeah, this look how cool this <laughs> sword looks. But it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> the story of Full Metal Alchemist is actually like one yeah. like an important one of redemption yeah. and like you know growing up and learning like yeah, sometimes you can't fix everything, but like you can like try and like holding on to bonds of friendship and all that but not the power of friendship saves all but like actually like actively holding on to like the friends that you have and it's something that was like important to me and it's like so i I just like the stories because they started becoming like interesting and like so now stuff like cowboy bebop dora hedoro um jojo's bizarre adventure and like anything like that just anything with the interesting or weird story yeah ha but yeah, so I guess the question is, so like, and these kind of go together, but like what, what keeps you coming back to anime and like, what are things you like most about it? And I guess what are a few things that you don't really like about anime and manga? <laughs> and I mean, I can lead off on that one. Yeah, go Which, for it. <laughs> um, I don't like jiggly tits. <laughs> Yeah. I don't like when uh-huh. it's all, it's just constantly about like, oh yeah, we have this one character who yeah. is just breast and nothing else. And, yeah. and it's just like, yeah, I just, that's like what they put, like the thing that like keeps it coming out, the thing that I like, and it's like, I do like the, the I just like interesting stories because kind of like what Will said earlier is like, it's stuff that really wasn't really approached in American television. And we see a lot of times when America does try to do the same thing, it falls short or it has to be like really cliche or very like specifically like this certain thing when it's really not. And like, like anime stories seem so much more unique than a lot of stuff we're getting in like American stories. And so that, that's what keeps me coming back is just how to see these different things like play out yeah yeah i think that for me you know what what's kept me you know like coming back to anime over the years you know has fluctuated and and like changed a lot you know um and as i said before like one of the main things is just again like I'll always love comics or I hope I always will or and I'll always love animation just because I get to see things that I normally wouldn't. Um I think that nowadays with anime, something I have actually been considering recently is that I, I have this theory that I think that um in the West all of our art is kind of done nowadays in this like very postmodern kind of way mm-hmm. and when you're in the postmodern that means you're not in the modern you're not in the present so by virtue of making all of this art that has this postmodern kind of uh character to it none of our stories are really in like the modern world in a realistic way yeah you know and that's like a very big generalization like it's not like all of them but i find that like many of them are and that makes them even though they seem like like they're very close to what's going on in our world they're not quite there and also i think that it disallows them from and also us as a culture who read media 
from being able to look back into the past and reflect on that. Yeah. Like we're kind of always just living as if we all just woke up one day and just all understood all the shit that we should understand. And it will always be this way. And that's just how it is, you know, whether or not that's, you know, being, you know, good to people or, you know, how we see the world or how we see science or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like in Japan, they're not, I feel like Japanese media isn't in that as much. So I see a lot more of being in the modern and being able to comment on the modern and the now in a more realistic and also like deeper, like emotionally and like also like educationally, you know, just learning about like the human condition or the world in a lot of like anime and manga. But also that's not to say that those things don't have their problems because I feel like while we don't want to acknowledge it in Western media, we are looking into the past a lot, like in, uh, you know, in America, you know, we are like thinking about that stuff a lot. We don't want to admit it because it admits guilt, but we are thinking about that stuff a lot. Whereas in a lot of times, and again, these are big generalizations, so forgive me, but like, I feel like in Japanese society, there's kind of this push of like, don't look back. And sometimes even to an extent of like, don't look back and don't acknowledge the fact we committed like, war crimes (laughs) like not to be heavy about it so that's kind of what keeps me coming back to anime is that i feel like i see these more realistic more full depictions of just like reality yeah and i i mean i i think that like i don't know I, i i feel like a part of it is also is just like the different styles of like story hold on i don't know how i'm gonna post these thoughts but like story writing in general i feel like yeah the way give me a second give me a second to collect um anime and manga a lot of manga is like they're they're, they're produced through these companies but it does come a lot of it comes from individual another part people. of it too but yeah. a lot of the stuff that is pushed through in america is something that is uh, like approved and stamped by a company so yes. if it fits within these like general ideas or there's like these things that like have to happen in every story like then it, it gets like produced but i i know more you'll you'll get more differences in manga and anime because it comes from a singular person rather than a writer's room or a um company that is telling you right. what is popular yes so i guess there's there's more creative yes creativity that lies in that than um than some of the stuff that happens here because there is creativity that happens here but the things that sell are the things that the producers think will sell it's not necessarily based on the visual individual idea it's based on the idea of what what sells to the whole i guess right and it's like like exactly it's like does Chainsaw Man in Japan get super commodified? Is that why it's getting an anime? Of fucking course it does, and of yeah. fucking course it is. But Chainsaw Man as a project is still the singular vision of one guy who, like, put a lot of heart and soul into it, whereas, like, not to shit on this thing, but, like, um, I'm not even going to say that. But, yeah, exactly what you were saying. Just, like, a lot of Western media, it just kind of seems like it, like, was very much made by committee or had to be approved by a committee, and they did a lot of cuts. Yeah. I think that's probably because of its basis in a print media. So it originates from a print media and thus um, means that if you, because what you're saying doesn't apply to books. 
because yeah. the fact is is that books all over in most cases in western sure. society are entirely you find anything and everything because i've been reading a lot of independent books recently and finding new authors who are self-publishing and it's you can find anything you want so and it's probably you're seeing that because what you're seeing is that effect from the publishing standpoint of publishing an right. individual's work and thus that gets translated into an anime that is uh media rather than what happens here for adaptations the rights get bought and then get whatever and it's a longer process right. so it's a different way of how that uh visual medium takes place as yeah well. and yeah and and also to speak to that really quick like you're totally right and you totally just like kind of made me kind of check myself a little bit because i hate when people are like oh media is fucking commodified because like to put in with you like yeah there are like really great books coming out and also to like put on that there are some really really wonderful independent movies being made by now but right now and that's not made by one person but it is made by a team of people who are all supporting each other and all trying to tell one story and that's fucking like rad too so yeah, yeah you're totally absolutely right absolutely rad. I, think, I think as well it could be extended to the most similar thing we have in the west is the indie game scene yes um, yeah i would say yeah. Yeah, very similar to yeah. that is to what's happening but I was going to say on that subject of the print media thing and what I like. So since I read mostly manga, I what didn't keep me coming back to anime is the how people are portrayed in that is largely, I think. I don't really know why I stopped, but it's part of that and part of I just didn't find interesting stories in animes anymore. I didn't find the anime stories interesting to me. They, they just seem the same. Um, and what the stories I liked weren't being turned into animes. Cool. And um, what I will say is that manga and anime are the same as any medium. And there is good and there is bad. Yeah. Anime has a more selection process because usually the ones that sell well are the ones that get turned into them. But with manga... It's the same as books. There's whatever genre. You have to look for the genre. But the things that uh, I think bring like me back reading is that, one, it's the ease of at which I can read them and the, the emotions that it evokes. And when I find a good story that does evoke certain emotions that tells good stories that um, bring me back and good characterizations... Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a finding, finding what works is really, and I think that for manga, it's very, it's very easy now to find what works and that draws back to, cause most yeah. of it's online. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And I don't know. It's just, it's to me, manga is more easily accessible because you don't have to sit for 20 minutes. And you can just like read a chapter and be done. You don't have to like sit for 20 whole minutes to watch a full episode. Yeah. <laughs> and you also don't have to quote unquote read subtitles or like pay attention to what you like. You could do it at your manga's at your own pace. And that's why like I started reading a lot because I could just like take like a 15 minute break and just like read like a couple chapters and then do whatever the heck I want afterwards. It, it just was very accessible as opposed to anime. And also, you don't have to listen to bad dubs. Sometimes American voices can be grating as hell. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I think that, like, for, yeah, I, I'm always really fascinated whenever anyone brings up, like, um, what manga gets turned into anime, mm-hmm. you know, like, because, like, we were just talking about how we're, like, you know, Western media is very commodified, and, but so is Japanese media, yeah. and so is, so is manga, and so is anime, and there is, you know, this part of manga where there are, you know, these, and, 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 you know, there's this part of manga where there are these, you know, really beautiful full stories being told and people are embracing that. And that's awesome. And it, you know, it shows, you know, kind of the shifting priorities or outlooks maybe of like people in our generation, you know, over there, but at the same time, you know, and it's great when those things get anime adaptations, but at the same time, it's like, you know, like we kind of alluded to before. And like, I feel like Leah's kind of talking about is like, sometimes you look at the list of like anime that's coming out in the new season and it really shows you how so much of the media is really catered to kind of reflect and kind of stroke these like base desires of the audience. Uh, I don't know if I'm articulating that right, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that like, you see a new anime list and there might be a few, you know, it's like, oh, cool. Like I said, like we get a Chainsaw Man adaptation. That's awesome. But also, you know, I'm looking at the list and being like, how the fuck does Usagi Drop have a fucking anime adaptation? That means that the manga must have been super popular, which you look up and see it was, which is troubling to me because Usagi Drop is the story of a man who finds a little girl in the woods, adopts her, the story of him raising her. And in the end, he marries her. Yikes. So why is that so popular? It gets an adaptation. Yeah, yikes! Yeah. Shit like that, you know. Yeah, that, that's a, that's thing. kind of a nightmare. Yeah. Also, throwing in the fact that I didn't mention previously that a lot of the stuff that I now read to is webtoons, which is Korea, right? Uh as well. Which then they get turned into live actions, which. As a K-drama person, so I am strange, down for. When are we going to get that Killing Stalking live action? Come on. No. No. <laughs> I don't know I what that is, drama. but I assume it's bad. No. I need it's... drama. I need the drama. No, I actually I don't. No, I don't know if my don't body need that. I don't, know I don't think. I don't know what it is. Well, Korean, Korean media would not allow it, so. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm scared now. Thanks, guys. Um, Okay, quick before we get to the diversity talk. um, What are a few anime and or manga that stand out in your mind as favorites? Um, Leah, you go. (laughs) Then the ones, like, that we've talked about a lot on this one, which is, like, Full Metal Alchemist and uh, Fruits Baskets. Um, Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo. Yeah. Holds a near and dear place in my heart. Um any of the Ghibli films. Um uh I really I so now it's finally completed. I really love the Naruto, webtoons. Yeah. Here Here are you. Wow. Here you are. Sorry, here you are. That's what it is. Um that one's really good. Um That's all I can think of. Okay. That's all I can think of at the moment. Will, what are some favorites of yours? Uh, I want to talk about two really quick. I, I think I've talked about um, one of these on uh, the show already a lot on We Belong. Sorry, the show. The show. Uh, <laughs> it's, the only sh- it's the only show I do. So <laughs> that's a burn against me. 
not self-important. But uh, so I've talked about it a lot, but it, it's it's a manga called Enclosed Called Fat. And oh, yeah, yeah. it's by uh, Moyoko, uh, Mo- yeah, Moyoko Ano, uh, who is a, a mangaka. She has done a lot of um, uh, manga that's kind of made for um, adult women, mm-hmm. Josai. And uh, it's just all about this woman's experiences being a young salary woman in, you know, Japan and thinking about how she, you know, get married but she doesn't want to and and all of the things you know she doesn't like her her job but you know she has to have it and she doesn't really know what she wants to do with her life and every day kind of feels the same um and kind of over that is the fact that she um as the title i feel like would allude to has an eating disorder and at the beginning of the story she starts off you know like she's you know she's like a little heavy it's you know uh and people are fucking constantly writing her about it until she just really develops a pretty like obviously trigger warning but like a very hard you know a very hard eating disorder and it's a really i i bring it up just because it's one of the things that i think about where it's like what i was talking about before like these very full very honest stories that we get in manga it's it it really taps into something and i think that some of it is kind of what you were saying before jordan like there's just a certain way like a, a that i think goes back places that are cultural to how japanese people how, like how they tell stories in japan and how like even japanese novels are written and this manga really feels like a novel like i hate being like it's a graphic novel because it's like comics can be deep like but this really is like a graphic novel about something that is like so real and so honest and so you know uh just like really beautifully drawn so that's what i would say and then on a way lighter note um i want to talk about a manga that i got when i was really really young and i actually got it when i was so young that uh, it's it's very hard. It's I, I have not been able to find very much mention of it even online. I only have Japanese copies of it, and it was called Im Picky Picky. And I bring it up because it really exemplifies for me like that thing of like manga shows us things that we have never seen before, mm-hmm. as people who grew up in America at least in comics and these ideas. Like it is the story of a young girl. She meets up with a fox spirit, a kitsune. Yeah. And he can turn either into a fox, a little boy with long blonde hair and fox ears, a super hot bishonen dude with yeah, long blonde hair of who, course. like, uh, you know, can, like, take her around and sometimes wears, like, Mako robes and sometimes cross dresses and sometimes does gay shit, but sometimes does shit with ladies. And <laughs> it's literally just the story of her and... A man who, because it's in Japanese, I was never able to really ascertain his relationship with her, uh, living in this house with this fox spirit, and they just encounter weird, like, people and spirits. Like, at one point they encounter these people, and it turns out that all the people are actually cats, but they're also hot when they're not cats. (laughs) Um, They meet up with a dragon who, like, turns into a dog. But, like, sometimes he's also a building. I think this was a fever dream you had. No, I have it. It's sitting right here. I can show it to you. But 
it, it's just exactly it's like it, it it it's these ideas that i had never seen before drawn in ways i had never seen before yeah so that was like a big one and it's like obviously as i said like it's pretty rare so i'm not like go pick it up but that's just an example of like this is the shit that i saw when i was like 10 and was like oh my god i need more of this right now yeah yeah right <laughs> it, it sounds wild dude it sounds it's, absolutely it's wild yeah. <laughs> For me, um, just a few favorites. I mean, talking like Full Metal Alchemist, I don't really have to t- explain what that's about. Everybody knows Full Metal Alchemist, Cowboy Bebop. But um, one that we haven't mentioned yet was Ghost of the Shell. Um, had like a big <laughs> effect on me until Scarlett Johansson ruined it for me. Uh, but no. it, it's like pretty much like the, the, those like building blocks of anime like early on. But then there was like um, one that I read, I think, what? earlier this year was um oyasumi pun pun which is like pretty much about this like kids like quest through life and like dealing with like depression and all these things that happen to them and it gets very dark towards the end but like it is like very impactful just like to read like this different life story and just like how this person deals with these different um situations but yeah pun pun was a great one and like um trying to think i have so many that i've read that i just can't even remember but a silent voice was also very good and just just there's just, just, just any anything i read is great <laughs> because i have good taste because okay? <laughs> I, I have great taste okay but yeah just just like a full metal alchemist will is like top number one and yeah. just like think things in 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 that kind of general sense but I guess it's time to like talk about the diversity side of this. Oh, and like yeah. this this is gonna be like the kind of general overarching question for like the rest of it. Um, do you feel like anime is quote unquote for you? And I guess kind of leading in, and I don't know who wants to lead this, but like in viewing anime, what has been your reaction to the way diverse groups have been portrayed? Anybody can start. <laughs> Oh, I mean, there's, there's no, like a large, what I read is the people are the same in shoujo mm-hmm. and, and slice of life. There's less diversity than other things. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 there are definitely, as we've said, like negative, and I can highlight some of those if yeah, that's ahead. okay. Yeah, like there's a tendency to use cross-dressers as comic relief, yeah, which is generally a thing that occurs in a lot of places in East Asia. Um, but particularly, I remember it most in my intake of anime and manga like one piece does it um yeah uh and i think a lot of people my age remember that i think the term okama is the term that they use for basically cross-dressers yeah and it's not it's not a usually it's that they're not assumed to be gay in that they're just given to being cross-dressers and it's not a good portrayal um yeah, and it's yeah, they're they're usually shown to only like these are in mangas and animes that are tended towards supposed to be geared towards younger people. And as many of us know, like even though we're the ones taking them in as older the 
a lot of these are exclusively meant for young kids and those are the portrayals that are you're being seen of your lgbt um as well have to mention the fact that there's a large portion of bl that is incredibly problematic <laughs> uh it is also designed for usually older audiences but it's also incredibly pop- problematic, similar to, like, the issues that you get in romance novels. Um, but also just, we've talked about that many a times here. <laughs> you know, my favorite trope, rape to relationship. Oh, boy. That's that even always happens great. in, like, straight manga now. Like, yeah. like in, in oh, yeah. No, that's always, now, that's always been a thing, is yeah. the, um, a bully, uh, the bully trope's been there for a really long time. Uh, it's just BL that tends to happen even more with it's, the... It's become really popular in, like, isekai, like, hentai, yeah. especially of, like, this, of, like, a, a, a guy who basically, like, just fucks a party of women enough that they're, like, all with him and sometimes, like, gets them through, you know, not consensual means, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, like... Yeah, that's, a, that's a, bit, a bit of a... It's a bit of a mess! <laughs> yeah. There's a yeah, so and that's generally there's a lot of issues in like how women are portrayed in a lot of these too. But that's that's I, I feel like we all know about it, but it's also good to just say the fact that there's issues with yeah. both how they look and how they're treated as characters where they only exist for the purpose of being around for the men or damsels. Yeah. Well, well, that, that that that's a lot of it. And I actually forgot to write this down. We didn't know it's, it's like a lot of the female portrayal, especially in shonen, is being either the damsel in distress, the cheerleader, the um, the and I'm sorry for using this, the bimbo, the um, yeah. like, like it's very stereotype. And uh, there's a lot of fridging that happens in shonen where like the female character is yeah. killed in order to progress the plot. Um, there's a lot of like violence against um, female characters just to show how scary or bad a villain can be. Like fridging is like, it's fridging. I like in my head, I see it more as like the murder of a character, but like there's a lot of like, Oh yeah, this villain like kidnapped or like hurt my girlfriend. So now I have to like actually fight back. So hmm? it also can be maiming, you know, any yeah, sort of thing. But, but yeah, and, and, and there were, there was like, so I read the um, manga Akame Gakil, and there's another issue that I got to point out in that one. But there was like this whole like it was a bonus chapter, but like pretty much just the mo- like some of the most violence I've seen against female characters ever in a thing. And I'm just like, why though? Oh, to show this guy's yeah. a bad guy. He's already a bad guy because he's kidnapping people. You didn't have to show him literally like um, maim and like just completely tear apart a female character like he didn't need to do that to show him as a bad guy we all do he was a bad guy it's yeah like, why, why are also, we doing this it's like i can't i don't know if i can name a like shonen action like mainstream anime that's got a female lead i can name like a shonen action who has a Female like one of the main, like just a female, like a really big anime fem- female lead that is not shoujo. Um, can I count sign in or no? I is it? Ooh. I would say is it animated. Yeah. Oh, so, so no, I'm just saying the genre. Is like, so so Ghost of the Shell is one. 
Kill, yeah, other than- Kill a Kill is one. Um, and JoJo's, like I said, I can name very few, but the, I think yeah, there's, JoJo's I think it's incredibly I, small. I think there are more. Uh, like I, I can think, one. I can think of a That's few, cool. but I, but they're more geared towards adults. Like yeah. Michiko and Hachan. Is yeah, and that's why I said does like Ghost point. in the Shell count because it's geared towards adults less right. than like the show, which is geared towards kids. But there, there are very, very few, and there can be strong badass female leads in these things, but they're very seldomly the um like they're the not main, main character. characters. They're they're usually like like the one who is having the issue, the one who's having the story is the male lead, and yeah. so right. But yeah, like like I said, in in um a lot of um the stuff it's a lot of violence towards women it's a lot of um fridging it's a lot of just like treating women more as objects and that is, like like it's I, it's, it's a yeah. lot of the like um oh this is the oh, god i hate saying this because it's really gross this is this is the prize you get at the end of the story where it's like hey this character's there to be the love interest through and through and this is what you get at the end of the story yeah i mean i think that for me personally when I think I like I about like you know women's representation and you know in anime and 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 how you know uh they look and everything like for me personally the way I see it is like and I'm not a woman so like take all this with a grain of salt but like I like I lo- I love big anime titties like <laughs> I love them I'm a gay guy and I I like big anime titties I I like you know when you know, anime ladies are drawn like super, you know, are hot. And I think that's fine. And I think that if you enjoy that, that's totally fine. And I know a lot of women who enjoy that when it becomes gross to me is when either one of two things happen or both. And I see both coupled constantly, which is, and it's something that like you guys have talked about, which is like a, when I see a level of violence towards the female characters in a story that makes a bell go off in my head that this author has a problem with women. Yeah. There is a level of violence and a disregard for their safety that, or even a indulgence of their misery that at times seems sadistic and like they are enjoying it. And I think that that is fucked up, especially since in our own culture, in really world culture, and in a known Japanese culture, it bleeds over into real life, you know, and how, like, women are treated and how they're seen. Junji Ito talks about this all the time, I feel, in his work, how, like, women are, we, the general public kind of gets off on the misery and harm of women, especially young women. Yeah. And it's weird and fucked up and sometimes even goes as deep a lot of times into harming young, like, children. Yeah. Like, girls. And that's really fucking, like, reprehensible. And then the other thing, B, when it's problematic, which is a word I hate using, but it's true, is when, as you were saying, the women in the story are not humans anymore. They're not people. They're just these items. You know, and it's like, it's very easy to say that and be like, okay, but they're still like characters. But when you really look at it, it's like, no, they're really not, you know, because the only person it's like their whole world kind of is made on this idea that if you are a man, you are more of a person than a woman. 
A woman does not have as much personhood within the reality of those stories. And that's fucked up. Yeah. It's not even just the stories, though. It's not even the stories that I have the problem with. It's the fact that you guys have said that this is done by a person or a team of people and they're making the choices on how they are doing drawing this yeah. and showing this and the fact is is that every single show you get the same yeah shots of women's genitals and yeah. of their boobs and there's no body diversity at all so I, I I give it that people, yeah, great, you like how it's drawn with the big boobies, but that's, there's nothing else. There's well, nothing like, else. I mean, like, Jordan and I talked about on a recent episode of Weeb how, like, I watched a, a very recent anime that came out, which is about a girl, she's in high school, keep in mind, and she can see ghosts. And that's the plot, <laughs> is that she sees ghosts, she goes around, she sees ghosts, she has to try to kind of, like, pretend she doesn't see them because it's scary, whatever. But for some fucking reason just as like establishing shots they would just randomly show her like bent over ass and i'm yeah. like what is going on right now and you're right where it's like yeah it's one thing it's like yeah it's you know like do people have like do like do the bodies to an extent you know that some anime girls have exist yeah but it is fucked up that like we don't see anything else and when we do see anything else it's made fun of yeah it well, it, and I and I forget what what anime it was from, but there was like a meme picture I saw the other day where it's like, oh yeah, it's like, do you think that anime camera angles are bad? And it's in an anime, and then like the next angle is like you can see most of the frame is this girl's butt, and then the character asking right. the question like to like directly looking at the camera, and it's just like, oh yeah, they're making fun of the fact, but like that is a thing that happens with the way that women are framed you get a lot of butts and boob shots like a lot of that like like angled over like in front of the face angled yes. down to see cleavage you get a lot of like you can see the butt or skirt or just enough of the panties to be like yeah and like it's it's a lot of like angle and framing like that and the thing that's even worse to me about it than like things that happen in film media is someone's drawing that Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's not something that happened by accident. Someone is right. intentionally putting that in there. I watched, that was like the only, like I told Jordan about this. I watched The Great Pretender. I watched the first couple episodes and within the first, it's a great show. Except for the fact that within the first episode, there was at least like three or four boob shots. And I was like, yeah. they're at a pool party. They're at a fucking pool party. Everybody's in bikinis. There are women in bikinis in the background. I have no problem with that. What I had problem was is that they decided at a random thing while people were talking to zoom in on a mm -hmm. girl's chest while she was diving into the pool multiple times. And I'm like, what's the, what? I didn't need that. You didn't need that. None it, of us needed that. It's it's very it's very funny to me because so, um, just just the idea where it's like the, this actions like so when you are filming when you're like developing scenes like you have the actions and you want to draw someone's eyes to something and like just like the the important thing mm -hmm. that is happening on camera happening again, but what they're doing is drawing your eyes to something that's not important to the story by like doing these boob shots and stuff to a point where it becomes distracting as the viewer because like what are you trying to tell me about this that these characters have 
boobs? Is is that what well, the scene's supposed to be about? What bothers me about it is that for me, what it indicates is they so like it's a shot. Let's say it's a scene of like two characters talking. So they want to show something else because they don't want the they don't want it to be boring by just shooting the two characters talking, right? So for me, it's like, what would you show? Like, let's let's show some things that are visually engaging. So like, for instance, what comes to my mind is like a water like a water fountain, a waterfall. Like, yeah. it's like, okay, so now we're showing the waterfall, but it's like their voiceovers over it. It's just visually kind of interesting, but, you know, it's not a real thing in the story. It's just kind of there is like that. It's literally backdrop. And by having your waterfall be a woman in a bikini diving into a pool, you're making the A, like the female form just generally, but then B, the women in your story literally backdrop. Yeah. Like they're like they're like the waterfall. They're not yeah, people they, they, anymore. They're yeah, just they nice stop being the character. At. They start it's, being the waterfall rather, the scenery rather than having the scenery or stuff. They are yeah. It, it, Why is this woman swimming right now? Who cares? She's not a person. Yeah, and it's it, not and, even fully her. It's it's nope. her genitalia and boobs. She doesn't even have a face. Yeah. Yep. And that's always the worst. Where like you see like like the background characters, you see the form of the body, the face is like really like blurred out, or even not even there. That's a thing that happens a lot. Like, see it all the time. like it's just like it's, yeah. So like it's just it's it's upsetting the way that like that they that they do this kind of stuff, and it's even more upsetting is the fact that it is someone took the time to draw it like that it's not like a camera like a missed shot on camera or maybe like oh yeah the the director's bad it's like the artists and the people portraying themselves are the ones who are going out of their way to make it about this and like to, right. so, so much so that like that's kind of been a staple of anime and so that's another thing that like people look at me where i mention anime because in their mind they see characters with gigantic breasts flopping around and like um upskirt shots all the time which is it's just a thing that really it's like it doesn't add anything to the story at all and there's times where like the boobs are so big in anime where it's like legitimately distracting not, not like oh yes it's horny distracting it's like why right. does this character have two watermelons on their chest like they the character has to stand five feet away from them because their boobs are so big well, and, like, I understand if the project of your story is maybe to tell a titillating story <laughs> titillating. and and like, let's say like the main character is a high school boy and you're yeah. handling that well, you know, like, and maybe there's some shots like that. That's understandable when it becomes galling for me personally is when like, not like it's insulting me personally, but like for me, when I really am like, oh, Jesus, is when it's like. A woman is giving important expository information for a story. Like it's like I'm not saying this happens in Eva, but because I don't remember honestly. Um, but like it's like Shinji, this is what the Eva are. You must get in the robot or else the whole city will die. And the shot of her as she's saying that is like no face just down her cleavage. <laughs> and I see that happen all the time where it's like, here's some really important shit about the story, but it's being told with an upskirt shot. And yeah. I'm like, what's going on right now? Well, and that was like the whole deal with that um, anime you showed me with like the girl who could see ghosts. It's like, I watched a trailer and there was like one shot of like a spooky thing happening. And then all the other stuff was like her and her friends 
like their bodies. It was about their bodies. Their bodies. It was not about the story she was going through. It was. Oh about my god! Bodies. I totally forgot that. Like her friend also has big yeah. boobs. Yeah, and, like, gigantic. Right. Totally. Yeah. I didn't go back to that anime. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I mean, it could be in the thing, and that's like part that like is a turnoff to me. It could be a good anime, it could be a good story, but that was like one of the reasons I stopped watching One Piece is because I hate the way he draws women, where he draws yeah. them stick yeah. figure arms and legs, huge hips, huge breasts, tiny waist and tiny like torso, and it's it, and all of them long hair, long. It's he draws them. Like it's very but the upsetting. men have body diversity. Yeah, the, yeah. The, there's lots of body diversity among the yeah. men, but there's not on any of the women. They're all drawn yeah. the exact same. And I and I know someone's gonna well, this one character's like yeah, but when the majority, like ninety nine percent of your characters, look the exact same body type, you can't come at me with that argument because there is a very visible visual bias. Yeah. Um, yep. Anyways, the other thing <laughs> of negative portrayals of, diver of diverse groups is, I mean, I talk about this on We Belong, like every, almost every single episode is the way that black people are portrayed, or people of color, not even just black people, people of color, the way that they're portrayed in anime. Like, there's some animes that do it really well, like Cowboy Bebop does it really well, and I'm um, like, but then there's other ones like, um... Oh, I have my notes right here. Um, like Naruto <laughs> and the way like some of the black people are portrayed and like I'm in Dorara, which I yelled about right. for a very long time, where like they're they're portrayed in certain certain ways that are upsetting. Like sometimes they'll have like bigger, like maybe even colored red lips, and that's like the actual racist drawing. And like and they're shown black people are shown as being very stereotypical a lot. Like Kill B in Naruto was a rapper. Um mm -hmm. And like, and it's just it's or or shown as being like the brutes, the ones who like rush in and like heavy muscled and like not really being more of like the thinking type as how a lot of the white um, protagonists are shown. Like the black guy is like he has a strong power that's like brute strength combined with magic, and that's yeah. pretty much all he can do. He can't really think himself out of a paper bag. He he is this this action figure of a man with no personality and that's a lot of ways um black people are shown and they're shown as being very well they're a very rare and b they're shown as being like the most side of side characters like like they are like background and if they're like if they have a speaking role it's not good <laughs> yeah yeah or usually yeah. a lot of bad guy black people like just, just <laughs> oh yeah this guy like we need someone who looks menacing why not a black it's it's yep um, and, um there's not much else to say because it's so true it's it's very I mean <laughs> I think that uh, I I I mean Jordan said like uh they're very rare yeah and like that especially growing up and mostly like you know online. But, like, growing up as an anime nerd was something I heard all the time, you know, like, because I did have a lot of friends, honestly, who were black and were really interested in anime. And they would say, like, hey, that's fucked up the way, like, this anime is really racist. Or, like, why aren't there more black people in anime? Like, I wish there were more black people in anime. Or just, in a or just anime about just black people, which is awesome now to see that there is. Yeah. 
uh, like coming out, which is amazing. And a lot of times, like a lot of times by other anime nerds, mostly by white anime nerds, not like anime nerds that were Japanese American or especially not from Japan. But some a few times I've heard um, some Japanese fans, though, say things like this, I will say, um, is like, well, of course, anime is like that. There's no black people in Japan. They don't know. They don't know any better. Like, that's how what they think. Like, you have to excuse them because probably a lot of Japanese people have never met a black person. And it's like... And you should that, be writing them. Well, okay, yeah, definitely that. That's an amazing point. But also what I always think, especially now, but even back then, is like, okay, but like the internet is a thing. <laughs> right? And like, you can learn, like, you can educate yourself. Like, you're up on shit enough that you are online looking at anime shit. Like, and, like, fucking doing all that shit, like, learn about, like, go on and learn about some shit. And then nowadays, I feel like that's even more applicable because Japan is so fascinated right now with hip hop culture. Yeah. They love rap. You see so much influence of hip hop and, like, black culture <laughs> in pop music. music. So, yeah. So I'm like, y'all better get good with that shit because you're online enough to be looking at rap and like learning <laughs> yeah, the right. rap and shit so like how about you like fucking like it's it literally gets to a point where they're like like people are like of course they don't know what black people even really look like they've never met one and i'm like google that shit yeah or like watch a movie because y'all singing Snoop Dogg and got fucking Wu-Tang Clan sweaters on. I know that you know. <laughs> I know. You can't, you can't just, like, hide behind that excuse. And I hate when people, no. like, try to do this. Like, oh, yeah, well, they've never seen a black person before. And it's just, like, I understand that it's very homogenous. But also, that's not an excuse. Also, no. really infantilizing of Japanese people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. They don't um, know any better. Yeah, and then I they're guess, from the little island. <laughs> the, you know, the tiny island. Well, it's that whole fetishization again—that it's putting them totally. on a pedestal that they should not be on in many cases. Totally, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then the last thing is like um showing um gay and queer characters for shock value rather than showing them as people like there's there's a lot of that where it's just like oh like again a comic got kills coming up where like they introduce like this character who's like you know he's just like a strong brutish guy and they're like oh yeah by the way he's gay and that just kept coming up like how many yeah. times they had to mention he was gay and like the other character like was trying to hide from me because oh he's gay so that obviously means he's gonna hit on me constantly and it's just like come on yeah come on it's like come on <sighs> also for the fact that it's it is slightly funny to me because japan produces the most bl <laughs> like yeah. not saying that bl represents in many cases lgbt because i think it's very hard to equate those two sometimes there are some cases currently where it's there are finally like lgbt authors writing in in it, it gets all sorts of and, and there are but, like bls the bl that's written by women that i think are like yeah good that I yeah understand. oh yes and yeah. but it's it's you know they're not generally in those one in most bls <laughs> like even if people are openly out like it's um, not treated for the same it's like yeah, it's you have funny. so much written and i'm like you should maybe find another person like who writes about this shit and ask them because clearly they're writing it better than you are. <laughs> like what? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, really. Um, uh, you guys got yeah. anything else on this topic before I move um, on? Well, just my experience. Yeah. Well, I got to say, uh, um, so I actually thought a lot about like that question of like, do you think anime is for you? Yeah. <laughs> um, and as I was thinking about it, what I realized, and this is true, like I really, really thought about it, which is that there really isn't any to there there really isn't any media out right now that is just made for someone like me yeah and by that i don't even mean you know like in particular but there's no media out right now that is made explicitly with a trans masculine audience in mind there just isn't like maybe in some very small places i'm not saying there aren't trans masculine artists but i'm saying like there isn't a movie out right now that is about the experience of trans masculine people just living their lives or even just a trans masculine person living their life, which isn't either super fucking sad, a documentary or uh, boys don't cry, which is yeah. super fucking sad uh, or like not made by and also not made by trans masculine people. And that becomes even wider when you just kind of like, yes, there are things that are made now in mind for just trans people generally, but they're still pretty few and far between. And going back to when I was growing up with anime, uh, I feel weird now because it's like, uh, now I'm going to be like, Anime's, anime was good to me. But uh, like big difference in something that i don't you know bring up a lot when it comes to maybe like going back to what the appeal what keeps us coming back to these things are is that especially when i was growing up it wasn't even really a thing of like anime and manga was really the only place where you could find queer stories where yeah. i could find queer stories especially like uh, there were movies out and i knew a few of them like you know birdcage i was a big fan of and stuff finding queer characters that were like it was so hard to find queer characters and things when i was growing up so just the bare fact not even taking into thought about what that representation was like yeah. but the fact that that representation was there was like mind-blowing and then adding to that the fact that it wasn't just in stories that were about being queer mm -hmm. it was in genre shit so like you can watch fucking Roroni kenshin and there's queer people in that shit yeah. there's queer people in inuyasha yeah. and like i've thought a lot in my life about like how like a lot of those characters are um are are villains yeah and as a child, I have very mixed feelings about the fact that I fucking liked that. But I think another reason for the fact that I, the, a reason I liked that is because that was one of the only places, if not really the only place in media where I saw queer people able to be strong. And maybe they weren't using their strength for good. Like Jokotsu tries to kill Inuyasha and then yeah. wants to fuck the shit out of him dead or alive. <laughs> and that we can talk about if that's about good Jokotsu. representation or not. I love him so much, dude. But problematic fate, Dave. Yeah. But, uh, but the reason why I love Jokotsu still to this day, I think, is because as a young queer person, he was 
one of the only represent like he was a queer person who was gender non-conforming and he could fucking murder you yeah and not in a way where it's like this motherfucker's a psycho killer rawr. it's like no he was fucking powerful yeah yeah it's just yeah no i Reminds me of the fact I recently watched a video of someone discussing queer history and the fact that in most Disney villains are co- are coded to be yeah. gay. Yeah. And yeah. Queer. And I love them and, too. Yeah, and it's great. And yeah. it's yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Cuz um, villains are the best. They show us what we're doing wrong. <laughs> Right. Totally. And in that, yeah, totally. And like, that is also reflective of like a queer experience, right? Like having being cast out, like, and having to kind of become this villainous presence. Because yeah. even if you're not actually doing anything bad, people are like, Ooh, that that's bad. That person's bad. Yeah. You know, I, and I was going to comment just on the side that if you I, I don't like to classify romance as entirely gendered so well i will say is that you can find trans mask representation and like leads in romance but it also is depending on whether you like romance or not but i also like to view romance as a genre that is not gendered and it shouldn't be gendered so but that is in western media but it's still like relatively new but I did yeah. go to a bookstore today that had an entire LGBT romance shelf. It was beautiful. It was so beautiful. It was an. It wasn't just one row. It was an entire floor length bookcase filled, oh and I was like, "Oh my god!" Amazing. That yeah. shit used to be like two books in like the back of Barnes right? and Nobles, and you're like, "Yeah, oh, god. yeah." yeah. <laughs> and now it's and now it's everywhere, and I love it. So. Um. Also, just really quick. <laughs> I just want to put in also for representation, just like the weird represent, like the weird relationship, like that Japan has with Jews. Because <laughs> Japan it, yeah. has a really weird relationship with Jews. They 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 really obviously were really influenced by like the Nazi propaganda during World War Two. Some of that is definitely still in their culture, but then at the same time. After World War II, copies of Anne Frank's diary were translated into Japan. So Anne Frank's diary got really popular in Japan because people related to it after living through the atomic bombings as a survival story. So now the story of Anne Frank is really popular in Japan. And there's like three movies that have been made about it. And one just came out the other year. And it's actually pretty good. And it's really confusing (laughs) i just like yeah it's it's wild the just weird relationship you just remind me of the fact that there is another area that i can speak to which is the fact that middle eastern culture gets represented in air quotes in shoujo and romance genres and slice of life genres all the fucking time and it's 
awful. <laughs> it's so bad. It's usually like Aladdin over the top, Bedouin. Oh yeah, every time. That happens to Shonen too. Yeah, it's awful. Culture. I think the only one that like is interesting to me that I remember was Red River, which is based on the Hittites, but also for some reason they're all white still. Um and that one I was like, they took like like relatively few aspects but i'm like okay they it's the 90s and also probably definitely didn't have as much access to the internet and as much knowledge about hittite culture but hey you tried a bit the architecture was okay tried? Like, yeah it's <laughs> for the time okay but otherwise yeah like whisked away usually actually generally gets associated with people getting kidnapped so that's also awful yeah uh and yeah it's it's not good, it's not good. that's the other group of people that they like to represent in shoujo and it's not good <laughs> so the next part is um issues with diversity anime how diverse groups are portrayed but i did like we kind of already went over a little bit of this but do you think that japan's own diversity affects the way that diverse groups are shown and like like we said, like Japan is one of the most ethnically homogenous countries in the entire world. There are some Japanese people who have never met black people. Like we, we've talked, we've talked about this, but like, do, do you think this this does affect the general? Yes. And like, I guess. Look, but also here's the thing: does it affect? Yes, it does because yes. they don't see people. But also, the fact is, is that they treat other people like shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Just saying incredible there's a lot of xenophobia and the fact is is that korean like japanese koreans of korean descent didn't get full voting rights until relatively recently like it the way the japanese have treated the ainu which is the indigenous people from hokkaido is fucking oh absolutely yeah it is it's horrible trash so I'm sorry. You don't get to be like, oh, well, they didn't see people. I'm like, great. So the people they have seen, they've still treated like trash. So. Right. I, I, I guess in like kind of writing this, it's kind of that idea of like where people see Japan as like, especially nerds, especially nerds see Japan as yeah. this like almost holy land, almost perfect in its way. But like there are the major issues within it and like with how Japan does treat race and other ethnicities and like we can go into all the issues and i i guess while all of us like anime or manga in some way there are these major issues with the culture itself but i I guess does that hold you back at all like it is noticeable but does that hold you back in liking the um genre itself um i think that to me it 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 for me, it makes me feel mixed because on one level, when you watch certain anime, I definitely see a perpetuation yeah. of the issues that Japanese culture, especially now, are really dealing with. Um, I mean, right now in Japan, they're really having this struggle with facing the fact that as leah said they historically and now have not had the best human rights record and really have never come to terms or been 
you know, held accountable for that. Yeah. And some of the people in Japan now, whether or not they be relatives of people who were harmed or just people who want to see change, are having a problem and keep bringing these things up. And many people in Japan, they don't want to think about these things or they're too fatigued by the way that Japanese culture demands that they work and the way that their capitalism is to be spurred into action. And you really see that codified in this aggrandizing, I'm using big words and I'm sorry, of like conformity. Mm-hmm. And that, like, demon, and I think that's why, like, in Japan, you're seeing a rise of like cults. You're seeing mm-hmm. a rise of like, uh, you know, people who want to join these massive organizations, many of which uh, the leaders of openly deny, again, like the past war crimes of Japan, openly deny the fact that Japan has these racist policies when it comes to their own citizens, yeah. uh, et cetera, et cetera. You know, want Japan, feel Japan is the, a supremacist country and want them to be separate from the rest of the world, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but at the same time, it's like there is certain anime that comes out or has come out that gives me hope that sometimes that in of creating that art it will give people new ideas in the culture and open them up and i think that's why like for me cowboy bebop is still really important mm-hmm. like cowboy bebop really pushes these ideas of like we live in a global society they don't even live on earth anymore and there's tons of different kinds of people around and tons of different sexualities and experiences and races and and ethnicities and sometimes drugs are cool to do that's (laughs) sometimes it's cool to do drugs and maybe think differently from everyone else and maybe reflect on the past and how you've hurt people or need to be better and you know maybe we should look at women as three-dimensional people that's chill maybe even children like you know so that gives me hope and makes me come i have though because I also love that. And it's the same with Full Metal Alchemist, too, where oh, it was really? like it had so many more female characters in it and whatever. Problem is, is that those are like 20 years old now. Yes, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and it hasn't seeing, gotten that better. And we're seeing anime come out that still has those themes, but like, but a lot of them as you said before they're not getting popular even if they are getting animes like Michiko yeah. and Hachan like Caroline and Tuesday which did really well here but in Japan was kind of a quiet hit yeah yeah there's so many there's so many that I do wish like that uh here you are was is a Chinese author uh and it's about a guy who is out yeah. in China in a university which is yikes wow <laughs> <laughs> also, that the author would regularly say that if they got found out, then they just went silent on Twitter. Don't expect the yeah. manga to be updated anymore. And I was like, cool, legit, China? Woo, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely mixed because, as well, the issue I have with it is that this is, it's continuing. It's perpetuating and it's self-perpetuating of the fact that the people here who form this, like, cult-like following, uh, and this put Japan on this fetishization platform, don't call out these things. Or the fact is is that we who take this, it's designed for younger people, we took this in as kids, 
then had to go through the process of relearning the fact that this wasn't okay, that this mm-hmm. wasn't, that we shouldn't be okay with this. Where, like, you look at a lot of, like, people nowadays, I actually just had a conversation with my friend about how her cousin, so we read a lot of romance and stuff like that, and her cousin also does, and her cousin is much younger, like, like firmly Gen Z, and is already mid high school like saying like stories about a brooding uh brooding male lead who generally like kidnaps you and takes you away into another world which is entirely problematic in general uh they're not they're not cool with that anymore and it's like that's wonderful to hear because (laughs) it took it like most of us know that it's wrong and we still enjoy reading it but it's also like that's amazing because that means stories are going to turn away from that and stop doing those problematic things and show more interesting things. That's not happening when you, when you show the same peeping Tom character, every single fucking anime that you have and are showing that, Oh yeah. As a woman, you're just going to have to live with upskirting. That's just a thing that happens. That's a thing that happens. Like, and it's also like self-perpetuating. Like I think we talk about the fact that like sexism in Japan is a huge problem it's a huge problem and like i've yeah. watched videos of people being interviewed where they are like oh i don't understand the point of having the female only cars because it just means that it's not equal for everybody you're you're missing the point right they're missing because you did they because at that point people aren't even recognizing the need for feminism like it's you're you're can then can by continuing to perpetuate this you are ignoring those factors of that you're thus continuing to make kids grow up with these ideas that they don't need this well don't need it that also made me think of something which is that by introducing and i'm not saying all of these things are bad necessarily but by introducing anime to an american audience one of the things that you end up doing uh like and i'm not saying uh like on purpose, but you do end up kind of supplanting into a new generation of people in another place this idea of or a yearning for or a love of a kind of traditionalist Japan that conservative people in Japan really prioritize. And yeah. this idea of like, oh, this kind of weeb idea of like, I just want to be in Japan and, yeah. and sit under the the table, I forget what they're, uh, like, Sokotsu or whatever they're called, uh, and, like, just hang out while my, you know, Okazuma brings me tea, and we're all gonna hang out, and we always have food, and it's so nice, you know, it's like, you know, that is really creating this almost, like, nostalgia for that traditionalism, Where and meanwhile in Japan, you know, younger people or people who are in those situations, like that housewife, are like, Yo, dude, we need to move away from this shit because it's killing us. Yeah. yeah. Dude, the fact is, okay, let's be real about the situation for women in Japan for a second because some <laughs> listeners might not know this. Yeah. Is the fact that regularly in Japan, you are still expected to give up your job and get married yeah. at a very young yes. age, usually by like the age of 25. Yes. That is still the expectation. You will be the housewife. And that's why there is that large movement of people just not wanting sex anymore because it's this forced 
particularly for women, this forced position that they have to be in, that they have to get married, that they have to have kids, that they have to take care of their families. This is what they live with every day. There are still companies that require women to wear skirts all the time. There's universities that actively lower the grades of women so that women will drop out and then become housewives. There's the expectation that you will leave your work and quit to be like the, the like the leaky pipeline is a huge thing there because they expect you to go. They expect you to leave. And so they don't give you positions of authority like academia. This is a huge thing. I've talked about this several times is that like in my field, we only know one Japanese person in my field of study. Yeah. And that person lives in the U.S. Yeah. yeah. Because they're the only person who's achieved that position, and it's in the U.S. Like that, this is the real like what it is for women in Japan, and those, and this is being perpetuated in animes of these positions that you are set dressing. You yeah. are there to make my meals. You are yes. you are my food making machine, my dish cleaning machine, the person who does my lawn. You're my washing machine. This is your position in life. Also. You should have bigger boobs than on average uh, the country does because just saying that they have on average have smaller boobs uh, uh, and also Um, have perfect face and also have perfect hair because women are forced to dye their hair when it's not the right color. So, yeah, yeah, I, I also just like I mean, I'm not saying that here, like being a housewife is easy. Um. Moms are the hardest workers, yeah. but, uh, but really, I, I mean, that is a real job, like tending a house. But yeah, the expectations and amounts of work that you are just expected to take on as a Japanese housewife yeah. is insane. You, as you were saying, Leah, it's like you have to do all of those things. You also have to tutor your children. You have to be, you know, creating things. You should have a hobby. You should have a full social life. Uh, it, 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 there's so much expectation on them. And it, there's also the emotional expectation. You see how mothers in anime are always depicted, you know, so often depicted. They're always smiling and they're always there for you. Um, and they're always, like you said, there with food or to take care of you. And this culture that extends to everyone, any gender in Japan, but especially women, yeah. uh, that is keep ganky yep keep happy, and keep and keep, live keep bright yep. and live with the fact that you're way more likely to be sexually harassed and assaulted because yes. japan has one of the highest rates with going unreported because the police will do nothing and for it, you those things go hand in hand because and i'm sorry if this is going to get real but that indoctrination starts when they are young girls and it yep. starts with this man was inappropriate to me and often the response to that is don't be sad keep ganky yeah. yep. smile and smile smile and it will be fine and sometimes this, that comes from other women this guy this guy lifted up my skirt to look at my underwear well that's fine and your the people in your class will say it's fine because guys and because that older mentor figure in the anime that they watch does that yeah yeah it's, it's fucked up <laughs> it's all good so just keep doing it. And also, if that goes away, create a group of people who will be like, 
I wish there was it was like the old days. And Ugh. now it's not even people who just grew up in Japan. Yeah. yeah. And well, and that's the thing that I wish is that I wish here is that it's hard for us here because most of the people that I know here who like anime are still like I'm because of who I am and who I associate with are incredibly liberal, but we still take in this and sometimes don't even realize the fact that we're not recognizing that things aren't okay like you know we all yeah. had that revelation as we got older that oh shit yeah this isn't okay like and c go into it now with a more open mind but then we also need to create that culture of being able to say hey i don't want to see this in my anime anymore mm -hmm. because just saying the u.s is one of the largest also of taking in that commercialism so we have an impact on being able to get japan to change because it's incredibly slow and the u.s is one of the best in the world at being vocal about change yeah. not the fact that north america is not very great at like it's just as somebody who lives in Europe, this is a thing that I've noticed is that the U.S., I miss the fact that, well, we have a lot of very bad sexism and racism. At least you can tell people this person was fucking sexist to me and everybody will go, that's awful. Yeah. That shouldn't have happened because and we're good at calling that shit out. And so uh we're the ones who should start that except now we're fighting people who all i want to they all the all the people the anime nerds who want to go and be like, i want to live in the Sh showa era take me back to the showa era god what the, what the fuck's wrong with you i mean i'm black i can't really live in any era other than now i'm just saying yeah I'm just mm. saying. <laughs> it's like, bro. It's like, bro. like everybody, I'm sorry. It's always like one of the jokes, especially black comedians do this joke a lot, but it's like everybody talking about, oh yeah, I want to go back to this time. It's like, we really can't go back because the further you go back as a black person, the worse it gets for you as a human being. So we're going to yeah, I said, you know, I said, I said same there, but I'm actually rethinking that because I'm actually wrong because it was actually easier for trans people to pass sometimes back in the day. Like in the Wild West, like a dude would just roll up and they'd be like, you got pants on, you a man. Yeah, yeah, I know. The, the further you go back, the worse it gets as a black person. It is this, yeah. So. Well, there's a, if you go further, if you go, if you go extra far back and then to a different continent, then you got oh. some really cool civilizations like Great Zimbabwe. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's just, it's right. just, uh, you, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Time travel for black people is awful. Oh, uh, we should yeah. write a movie <laughs> about that. But it, oh my god, yes. Um, I, I think I think because Leah's got to go soon. I think we got yeah. got to wrap this up. Um, eh, I mean, we could kind of briefly mention how has anime evolved in, in the years. We kind of did talking about that it's like how let's say we've talked about how it's been bad and like again not every property is going to be good but how is it getting better hey i i have some um i i don't really know if i can speak to how it's getting better because that's a really big question but i have some a list of some animes that i think represent some really good stuff okay go for it um, so I mentioned Carol and Tuesday before. It's really good. It's on Netflix. I think a lot of people know about it. It's made by it's it's the sequel to Cowboy Bebop. It's set a little bit later in that same universe, and it's just about two girls who play music together. But it's done by the guy who does Cowboy Bebop, so it's super groovy. Um, I already talked about Chainsaw Man. Um, recently, Tokyo Pop is back, babies. Talking yeah. about manga, yeah. and they are putting out some 
superb queer stories. Damn. Some of them done by queer manga artists. And there's one that's out. I talked about it on Weeb. It's called A White Rose in Bloom. Yep. It's the story of like two girls who are falling in love. The art is like really beautiful. So check out that new line that like dropped like last year and is cool. Um, there is a anime that I, so there are two anime that I really like just for like representation of like people of color. One of them's called Run with the Wind. Um, it's about a group of runners who they're like, they're, they're in college. They're just a college running team. It's based on a novel. And one of the characters in the novel is a dude, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, I think he's from... Uh, I think he's from Zimbabwe, which is weird that that came up. But he's an exchange student uh, who's come to, like, study at their school. And he's just treated and totally drawn like a normal character. Like, they don't exaggerate his features. He looks like a dude who's, you know, he looks like a black guy. But he looks like normal he's and it's like the way that he's depicted he's just like they're never like ha ha you're so funny you're an immigrant or anything they're just like yeah he's just a dude and he's just on our team and i really like it it has like really good relationships in it so check that one out and then just generally i think that junji ito's just telling some of the most like fucking scathing stories about japanese society and especially how they treat women Mm-hmm. like his newest i think stories have really been him coming to terms with the fact that i think the thing that horrifies him the most right now is the way that japanese society treats women yeah yeah and i think it's great so yeah. i i don't know god you just oh mine's short because currently largely been reading like stuff that's easy um but i already said here you are and that's probably the best example because it's very fluffy, but it's also like an actual good. It's labeled as a BL, but it's definitely an LGBT story. Yeah. Guy comes out to his father in it. Like, amazing. Wonderful romance. Not the focus of the story is about, but like, also, also that the guy who's out in college isn't a fucking weakling. I love that shit. People talk back to him. He, one person makes fun of him and he fucking punches him in the face, yeah, which that. I'm like, respect. <laughs> I love that because n- most of the time in BL, if someone's out, they're like the weak, effeminate man yeah. is the way they're portrayed. And so that made me really happy. Um, I have noticed a trend in some of the more recent ones particularly if you're into the smuttier ones, <laughs> then there has... Somebody's that, a woman of culture. <laughs> that uh, there has been an increase in ones that have actual consent. Yeah, so, there have been. I've been seeing that too. Yeah. Uh, if you're in the smuttier vein, Dangerous Convenience Store, quite love it because the guy yes. in it regularly... Sounds you know what? The titles are awful. We've yeah. already acknowledged I this. Love this the is title. a history. This is, the, the titles recently in most of manga have been depressing me recently. They're so bad. Oh, I would I never tell them, them to anyone. So uh, and yeah, but like, it's nice to see even genres that aren't meant to be like good in quotes, Ooh. like is uh has some okay consent, which I'm like, this yay. This does look like a dangerous convenience store, Leah. <laughs> oh my god, you too. <laughs> like, oh, and I am definitely going to be looking into this. 
anyways. Okay. Okay. Calm it down. Calm it back down. Um, the the only thing I wanted to say Sorry, is just like getting uncomfortable. That's what no, <laughs> um, I, I I have noticed like better portrayals in um anime and manga. I've um you mentioned Chainsaw Man, but the one I want to call out is um Fire Punch. Is yeah. the the trans character in that I thought was a very very Oof. great portrayal of that. Yes, the shonen names are also pretty bad. <laughs> Fire punch, chainsaw man. Oh, just I'll later before you leave out the video. My favorite thing was someone like put a summary for fire punch in. I think he's like guy who's on fire and punches things. I don't know. I didn't read the manga. And, like, <laughs> and that was like the actual summary in the manga site I read. And like that's the only thing. It's like yeah, guy who's on fire and punches things. I don't know. It's like I'm not yeah. good at summarizing stuff. But yeah. Yeah, that has like a trans character and I think the conversation that they have in the way that they talk about um, the whole thing is just it's very well done and like something I never thought I would see in a manga much less actually well done and not a joke and not a characterization so like we're see I'm seeing more and we're seeing like more stuff yeah. where there's like female leads there's more like different the side characters are coming towards the forefront where they might, may not always be the main characters but we are getting more diverse side characters who are actually having involvement in the stories right and also like i'll put something else out too which is this this might sound like a consolation but to me it's not because just because you're not the main character doesn't mean you're a side character yeah. and i say that with love because i think that much of the time the most relatable character or maybe even not relatable the most beloved characters in a story they're not usually the main characters they're hey. usually like the people kind of around who are kind of maybe a little different because the main hey, characters kind of gotta be boilerplate right so also also that there's a uh, there's a thing in K dramas that everybody says everybody prefers the second lead. Totally, uh, dude. totally. You know? everyone always does. Yeah. yeah. Totally. No, the second lead, which is me. I'm the more preferred. Anyways. Oh. <laughs> um so I, I think that was a good oh, wrap geez. up of kind of what we were talking about. I mean, again, all things have issues and we're not ignoring that. Like anime's got a lot of a lot of issues like we talked about yes. but it is still something you can enjoy but just know that those things are there and push for better mm -hmm. yeah maybe we kind of should get away from the pervert character like um in my hero academia they should just kill Mineta off and just like you know behead him it's fine he doesn't need to be there um but like maybe we should push for better is all i say but like yeah anime is great so you guys got anything yeah. else to say yeah good Anime, anime no. is fun. It's 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 anime kind of fun. Okay, now let's talk for fifteen more minutes so we can make Leah really nervous about her deadline. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. All I'm right. Um, <laughs> to end this as we usually do, we're gonna talk about something we've been doing recently in um their culture, like something we've been watching, reading, oh. or whatever. So, Leah, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, it's been a busy week. Yes. I'm gonna be honest. Um, so I don't have much. I got back into Animal Crossing. So relaxing. New update was B 
beautiful. I did not need my villager telling me that it had been seven months since I came. That was that was an affront. Oh. He should not have said that. I don't that. need to get onto Animal Crossing. I don't want They're to see so the fucking nightmare village that it has become, where uh, it's basically become the uh, purge all the time. That would be awesome. <laughs> but the other thing I will say is a reminder... So everybody knows that I watch K-dramas, but I would like to remind that there's a subgenre called web dramas, which are basically K-dramas that aren't shown on TV. They're shown on like YouTube and stuff like that and online. And usually they deal with like more real storylines, more interesting things. That's where you see a lot more LGBT representation, which is not something you see in Korea um, very much. Um, and I watched one recently this week where half of it was okay, half of it kind of sucked, uh, called Adult Trainee. The middle story was very interesting, uh, which is episodes three to six. Last one, which is the reason I watched it, was about a plus-size woman, but also ended up being the most typical plus-size woman story ever. Mm. Um, but there was another one that I really liked. Give me two seconds, then I'm going to pull up my list my drama list that i store my dramas on i gotta get into k-dramas they're great they're they're wonderful there's some great ones um you need recommendations let me know uh because i got them i got all of them are there gay ones uh you want to go for to taiwan for that okay got it um but then also avoid his story for like the plague oh i know about that i know about that that one Yes, mm-hmm. that's that's a bit of a that's a bit a bit of a bothersome boy. That one made me lose my mind. Um, the one I was thinking of is so this one's called XX. That one was really good. It's a web drama. It's got um, the lead is actually from she's a former member of I believe X E X I D. I can't remember how to say that the girl group and she's like a bartender and it's about it's like a relationship between these two women who had like a falling out and there's yeah it's really good so called xx yeah anyways that's it Uh, well you got anything that you've been into recently yeah i guess so i mean there's something that's kind of captured my imagination recently and i'm kind of low-key obsessed with it because it's kind of not something you can really talk about makes it sound worse than it is but it's uh it's something on youtube and it's it's called spongebob theories and it's one man and he makes some spongebob theories and his spongebob theories are are usually pretty pretty dark you know they're pretty interesting this guy's got a real head on his shoulders but the thing that's also kind of it seems as though it might be developing into a full-on arg because (sighs) sometimes it's the review but sometimes it's the story of the man making the review. And sometimes it seems like there's something in that man's basement that might not be normal. And it might be giving him the ideas for his amazing SpongeBob theories. What, he, he has a gas leak down there? What's happening? We don't know yet, Jordan. We don't know yet. It's Cthulhu. He's, 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 he's speaking directly to the Elder's God. It's something we can't see. It's something we can't see, but it's like it's like the freeze. <laughs> and it yeah. eats meat. Oh, he has God. to feed it meat. That's, yeah. 
that's kind of fun. See, that that kind of reminds me of when we do fan fiction with the Dread, where like there is the overall fan fiction story, but then all the author's notes like point to a deeper story in the author's life, and it's always yes, so funny to like. Dude. We always get really into who the author is it. because it's like the author always posts like this stuff. So like, oh yeah, it's like oh, I couldn't write because this thing happened. And, like you get little bits and pieces of their life, which a lot of times is just fake, but it's just yeah. always fun to just see that side of the fan fiction it's like oh yeah here's this here's the fan fiction and then here's the real life fiction i'm loving it well be- best best in the best of what you guys i feel have read in, in my immortal right where you just get to see the whole of her life where she's like this is my best friend and now i yeah. fucking hate her yeah yeah you, you see you see the the of uh, the spiraling of this relation oh then they're friends again now they're not yeah it, it's fun it's fun <laughs> Um, but I guess the thing I have been doing recently, I, okay, I've actually got to, into playing video games again because I, there was a long period of time where I fell out and I, I, um, Leah got me a present for my birthday or the game Death's Door, which was really fun. Mm. Um, it's, you're this crow who's part of the Reaper's Commission and you're tasked with, um, hunting down and, um, getting, these like corrupted souls so you can purify them and like you know continue the reaper's commission then you find out maybe there are some things happening with the reaper's commission that really aren't good and maybe you should probably stop reaping souls for the um, Mm. the um god of the doors or whatever and it's it was really fun and you know it's combat heavy a little dark souls ish um but yeah i i enjoyed it and then that got me into playing demon souls and then actually playing video Mm -hmm. games again so it was fun yeah. Nice. Okay, Leah, you got eight minutes, so we're done. <laughs> thank you, thank you for joining us, Will. This is great to have yeah. you on. Oh man, we thanks so much for having, having me. Always talk good stuff on We Belong, but it's good to actually have you sit down and talk on this show for a bit. It, w- honestly, great episode. Anime is good, but it's also very bad. <laughs> just like everything. Just like everything is, exists, and we need to, you know, talk about it, really. The general yeah. conclusion of 99% of our episodes. <laughs> oh, yeah, this thing we like is good, but it's also really problematic. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should think about it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really, and that's like the part of it. You need to think about it. You can't be blind to these things because they do exist. Like, I could sit here and just ignore what we've talked about and be like, anime's great, there's no problems with it ever, but uh, it's not. It has its issues, and we talked about it. Anyways, yeah. thank you, Will, for joining. Thank you, Leah, for staying, thank you guys. staying with us this whole time because we did talk very long. But um, we shall catch everybody else. We shall nope. talk to you later. Yes, I know, Leah. We shall talk to everybody later. It's been good. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.